Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Aaron, lead pastor. If I've not had a chance to meet you yet, uh, it's great to see everyone of you here. Thank you, everyone who's joining us online. And uh, I am blown away. This is way more boxes than I expected. You guys are incredible. This is, this is generosity. Because uh, I imagine that some of you online have uh, either did it online like my family did, or you uh, have actually taken it and dropped it off already at Waverly Life Church. If you forgot this morning, um, I'm going to be gathering these up into my car uh, after our worship gathering, and I'll be taking them uh, to Waverly Life Church. So if you, ne- if you need to, if you want to run home and grab it, you can get it back here by, you know, 11 uh, or so. Uh, if if uh, you want to just take it directly out to Waverly Life Church yourself, they said we can get it there until noon tomorrow. So if you, you forgot, you have until noon tomorrow to get your box in. Or you could do what my family did, go online, and you can build a box online, and you can pick, you know, as boy or girl, age, and, and what toys and everything. And it was actually kind of fun, uh, and it was actually way easier than going to Walmart. Uh, so it, it, was, it was a hit for our family. Um, but more importantly than us uh, doing this, uh, this isn't a, really about us. Uh, this is about... Uh, these kids around the world who need Jesus. And so what we want to do is we want to pray for the kids that are going to receive these, that this truly would be a blessing, that this wouldn't just be a box of junk to them that just gets stashed and forgotten, that, that this really opens hearts and, and minds to the gospel. And so would you join me in praying? So kids, I'm going to ask you to do something. Would you just stick out your hand, point it towards the box, and we're just going to pray for God to put his blessing upon these and the kids who receive them. All right, so kids, just stretch out your hands towards this table with here, and let's pray for these kids. Heavenly Father, we just pray right now for each and every boy and girl that will receive a box, that they will see it not just as a gift from a bunch of people back in America, but as a a gift through their local church, a a gift ultimately from you, and that this would soften their hearts and open their minds to truly what matters. Because, Lord, everything that is in in these boxes will fade away over time. They are just temporary. They are of this earth. What these kids need ultimately is you. So, Lord, would you just use these boxes as an avenue for your gospel to get the hearts and minds of these wonderful, precious kids that are are made in your sight. Jesus, we know you love the little children, so use these boxes to convey that love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, give your attention to the screen. Thankfulness can be hard to come by. Circumstances, brokenness, frustration, all get in the way. It can be difficult to see God through the fog. You want to stand firm, knowing God is in control. But you look around and you see chaos. How do you give thanks in such a moment? truth is, life isn't easy. There's challenges. There's pain. There's heartache. Even though our landscape may change, we serve a God who never changes. But we're in our darkest moment. God promised to never leave us or forsake us. When our faith is shaken to its core, our God remains faithful. The world will ebb and flow, this is certain. But when we run with endurance the race set before us, and we fix our eyes on Jesus, we find thanksgiving.
Well, if I'm completely honest with you, uh, this last week was a really hard one. Uh, Sunday night, I woke up, and my throat was screaming in pain. I uh, couldn't swallow without tears in my eyes. I uh, had so much pain, I couldn't sleep. Uh, like, I, I literally almost just couldn't even get water in. Uh, I've had a lot of sore throats in my life. Uh, seems like whenever I get sick, it always seems to go right here. Uh, this was the worst sore throat I've ever, ever had. And so Monday morning, I headed into the walk-in clinic, uh, convinced I must have COVID, and uh, I head in, and instead I discovered that I had strep. Uh, 47 years of life, never had strep before. Uh, now I have a lot more sympathy for those who have had it. And they uh, gave me a shot in the rear end, said, here you go, this antibiotic will uh, cure you 24 hours, you'll be feeling much better, things will be back to normal, and you can go on with your week. 48 hours later, I'm in as much pain as I was on Monday. I'm discouraged. I can't eat. I can't drink. I can't sleep. Uh, so I head back into the walk-in clinic. Uh, oh, by the way, because I couldn't eat, uh, I lost like five pounds in three days. So if you ever want a weight loss program, uh, just get strep, apparently. So I, I go back in, and they're looking at me like, why are you back? I was like, I still feel horrible. Like, my sore throat pain is like at an eight or a nine on the, the level of, of pain. Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. So they did a mono test, came back negative. I did a COVID test, came back negative. So they decided, we'll just give you another uh, antibiotic. So I got on a second antibiotic, and that one finally, about 24 hours later, I could actually eat something. My throat still kind of hurt, but I could actually get some fluids in me and, and, and do so without crying uh, and, and actually began to get some sleep. But Monday through Thursday, yeah, it, it was rough. But I realized that for some people, uh, what was my Monday through Thursday has been their Monday through November. That for some people, their, uh, their, their 2020 has been really, really difficult. Whether it's because of the pandemic, uh, whether it's because of finances, uh, maybe there's a personal crisis going on, uh, it's you know, the political stuff that's been happening in our world, Wh whatever it might be, this has been a rough year for a lot of people in our nation. And yet now, here we are at our annual Thanksgiving worship gathering, where every year it's become this little tradition for us. We bring a microphone out, we put it out, and people are supposed to stand forward and give their thanks to God. And some of you inside your mind and heart right now are thinking, yeah, right. Like, the only thing I'm going to be thankful for is when 2020 is over. What's there to give thankful for in the midst of this? And yet, listen to these words. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, some of you have been around American Christian culture for a while, so you've heard these words. Maybe you've seen them on social media, uh, you know, with the nice pretty picture behind it. Maybe you've seen it on a t-shirt or on a coffee mug. You've, you've heard these words read. And because they're familiar, you actually find some comfort in them. But if you really peer deeper, these words aren't comforting. They're actually frustrating. I just, just listen to it again. Rejoice always. Always. Like, rejoice when my Nebraska Cornhuskers get absolutely embarrassed by the pathetic Illinois football team yesterday? Re rejoice when they say you have strep and you can't swallow? Rejoice when your loved one gets COVID and has complications? 
Rejoice when you lose your job? Rejoice when she leaves you? Rejoice when things aren't going the way you've prayed for? But as, as if that's not impossible enough, Paul goes on. Verse 17, he says, pray without ceasing. Kids, the word ceasing means to do it without stopping. So like pray all the time. And if you're like me, you're thinking to yourself, like pray while I watch Netflix? Like pray, pray when I'm in a conversation with someone? Pray when I'm asleep? Like, no, that, this is impossible. You can't pray without ceasing. Oh, but Paul's not done. Paul's writing to the church in Thessalonica, and he piles on the impossibilities. He goes to verse 18, and he says, give thanks in all circumstances. Not some, not most circumstances, all. So wait a second. You, you mean I was supposed to be giving thanks that I had strep? Yep. Wait, 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 you, you mean, like, I'm supposed to give thanks when a loved one gets COVID and has complications? Yep. Wait, you mean, I'm supposed to be thankful when the boss fires me? Yep. <laughs> You're thinking, okay, this, like, the, Paul must be jesting. Like, oh, oh, I know what this is. This is, this is like the power of positive thinking, like, rejoice always. It's really kind of inspiring. That's what this, no, this is not power positive thinking. This is a command. Notice the last phrase. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God. If you claim to be a Jesus follower, this is God's will. He wants you, he commands you to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and possibly even most difficult of all, to give Thanks in all circumstances. How in the world? How are you supposed to do that? How am I supposed to give thanks in the midst of the struggle? That is the tension. I think we find our way through the tension by looking in three places. The first place is to look around. You see, too often when we get into our struggle, we get into our heartache, we, we find ourselves in this really difficult circumstance, that's all we can see. On Monday, all I could see, or more ac accurately, all I could feel was my sore throat. It was almost like I couldn't see anything else. I was texting, though, to our elders, just keeping them up to date with you know, what was going on with me. Just said, hey, guys, I'm, I'm headed to the hospital, just be praying, because at that point I thought maybe it was covid and I, I came out and I texted him and said, well, the good news, and I put good in quotes, said the good news is that it's strep. And Luke texts back and says, only in 2020 can strep be considered good news. But with that joke, with those funny words, it actually helped me to look around. Because I realized the last Sunday I had stood up here, and because I, my glasses were fogging, I ended up choosing not to preach with my mask on. And then I thought, suddenly I thought, oh no, what if I'd had COVID? What if I dispersed something out here? But suddenly he helped me realize, no, you had strep. And that was actually something to be thankful for. He helped me to look around. Too often we look right at our circumstances and all we can see is the pain. But sometimes we need to stop and just look around. And as you look around, you begin to see there are actually some things in which you can be thankful. The second place you need to look is to look back. As some of you have been following Jesus long enough where you can look back and you can see where God was at work. You can look back and, and see that time when God provided for you financially, when it didn't look like there was any other way. 
You can look back and see how God provided the exact right person, either someone to come and give you counsel or, or the, the person to help you feel loved. God brought into your, into your life that person, and you saw that as the work of God. Some, some of you, you, you remember a really difficult situation, and you didn't almost, you felt like there was no way through, or there was, you couldn't get the job, or it, you, you know, the loved one was fighting cancer, and then all of a sudden there was that breakthrough. And you just look back and remember the joy that came by looking back and seeing what God has already done, it gives you hope. And you realize if he could do it then, he can do it now. And so by looking back, you can thank God for the things he's already done, and it gives you hope for what he's going to do now. And it can lead you to thanks. But I don't think that just looking back into your past is actually looking deep enough. I think you need to look deeper. And that's the third place you need to look. You need to look deeper into the past, deeper into history. You need to look at the cross. There's a pastor by the name of Craig Rochelle. He pastors a church down in Oklahoma. And I remember hearing him a few years ago talk about a time that he was at the, the pool with his family. And I think he was like playing catch with a, a ball in the pool with one of his kids when he and this other dad, just some anonymous stranger, just struck up a conversation as they're there with their kids. And after a time, the guy looks at Craig and says, hey, how long do you think you can hold your breath? Craig's thinking, okay, that's, that's an odd question just to ask another guy. But Craig's thinking like, oh, you're wanting a little competition here. What you need to know about Craig is like every day, even though he's a pastor, like he goes, he lifts and works out. Like he's super competitive. I think he was an athlete in college. And so in his mind, he's thinking, oh, competition, all right. And he's like, I probably could do a minute. The guy's like, oh, all right, let's see. So the guy starts a stopwatch and Craig dunks under the water. And after a time, Craig's lungs are just screaming. He's thinking, it's got to have been at least a minute. He pops up out of the water. The guy stops and goes, wow, a minute 10. That's really impressive. Craig's like, yeah, beat that, buddy. The guy goes, well, actually, I can do like two and a half minutes. Craig realizes it's all been a setup. But then the guy says, you know, I bet you can actually go farther. The guy says, you know, the trick is that when you're under the water, just stay calm. Just relax, that any movement and thrashing that's going to use up more of your oxygen. So just stay calm. Keep everything to a minimum. But then there's going to come a time when your lungs are going to say, I, I want more. Now you can go a little longer. And then they're going to say, no, I it's time. I need some air. And then what you do is you actually breathe out just a little bit. So but probably the most effective thing to help you stay under even longer is put your mind somewhere else. Focus, like, like even just travel there. Go to that place. Go to that person. Like put your mind, focus on something else. And you'll find that you can hold your breath a lot longer. So after Craig recovered, the guy starts his watch again. Craig plunges under, and he tries to stay calm. You know, nothing's going to bother him. And then all of a sudden, his lungs start screaming at him. So he lets out just a little bit of breath. He's trying to stay calm. And then he thinks, oh, i got to focus. So he decides to just travel up in his mind to the shore. Because up on the poolside is his wife and one of his kids. And he's trying to imagine what kind of a conversation they're having. What's, what's going on? And so he just imagines himself there. When finally his lungs scream, um, you're not up there. You're right here. I need some air now. And finally Craig pops out of the water. The guy stops his watch. Just like that, Craig had added a good 30 or 40 seconds to his time. Some of you, your 2020 is like you're holding your breath. And you're wondering, how much longer can I hold? First of all, you need to stay calm. Second, breathe out. But then you need to just put your focus somewhere else. You need to look deeper. You need to go to the cross. Because when you go to the cross and you see Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, you realize he's given you everything you need. And so even if this particular circumstance doesn't change, even if this struggle is at the end of your time, your sins are forgiven. 
You get eternity with God. You get everything you need. And that is how you can rejoice always and pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances because you already have everything you possibly need. And when you realize what Jesus did for you on a cross, you can hold your breath just a little longer. You can go one more day. You can take one more step. You can hold on and have faith and even give thanks. You need to do this. You, you need to give thanks. God commands it. But the reason he commands it isn't just because he's trying to force you into something really hard and awkward. He knows this is actually for your good. Because in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of the tension, if you still stand forth and say, I give thanks to God, it actually brings a lightning to your soul. And the weight that you feel actually begins to give him a little lighter. And it's not that bad. It also does something else. It actually helps others around you. Some of you, you need to come up here today not just to give worship to God. You need to come up here because there are others here who need to hear it. Some of us, we have been struggling this year. And as you walk up here and publicly give thanks to God, the things you say are going to lighten our soul. They're going to give us hope. They're going to remind us that God is good. He is with us. He is in control. And you're going to help us walk out of here feeling just a little bit better about life. So you need to do this because God commands it because it's going to be good for you. And if you're struggling with what you're going to say, look around, look back, and look deeper. All right, so here's how this is going to go. I'm going to bring that mic over there, down to the front, and I'm going to take care of controlling the height so you don't have to touch it. We ask that you come up with your mask on, but even just as an extra precaution, uh, we're just going to wipe the microphone down between uh, users, all right? And then... Uh, just state your name uh, and then share what you're thankful for. doesn't have to be super long. You can go 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. But really, what is it that's on your heart? What do you have to be thankful for? And, and share it with us. Even if it's that you've gone through a really difficult time, but you can actually see a blessing through that hard, hardship. Um, if, if you're with us online, uh, what we want to do is, uh, I, last week I asked you guys to uh, send in a video. Apparently you guys don't like being on video because none of you sent me a video this week, uh, but I, I can't blame you too much. However, we want to find a way to include you. So what we're going to ask you to do is go into the chat feature right now and just begin to put in there what you are thankful for. Uh, Luke, one of our elders, is going to come up here and read that for you. So he's going to be jumping in the chat feature, seeing what you're putting, and then he'll come and read that on your behalf so that we can all share in that as well. Um, uh, I just want you to also know you're on a 30-second delay. So if you wait too long, it's going to look like we're still going here, but we might actually have moved on. So don't wait. Uh, get your thanks uh, in there because we want to include you. We want to hear from you. All right, so Jake's just going to play quietly uh, behind us. Uh, I'm going to uh, bring that mic over here. So as we do this, uh, let me pray. Heavenly Father, right now, uh, we want to bring our words out publicly to share who you are and what you've done. Uh, Lord, I pray for the person that this has been a rough, rough week or a rough month or a rough uh, just 2020, that you would still put your praise and your thanks on their lips so that they can come and share that and it would be a blessing to all of us. Um, so God, would you use this time now as worship? Instead of us uh, hearing a 30-minute sermon, may we just hear now the, the things you have been doing in our lives. May you be glorified in this as you lighten our souls, as you help us. So God, help us right now to give thanks in all circumstances, to look back, to look around, and to look deeper. 
and to see what you have been doing, what you are doing, and what you will be doing. In Jesus' name we say thanks. Amen. Well, let's do this now for him.